guys, I'm Vata. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Sip and Adventure podcast where we dig into the different paths that people choose to go on in life. Today we have someone joining us who is very exciting and very near and dear to my heart. Someone that I have always looked up to growing up. That is my sister, Rasa. Rasa is 10 years older than me, so I've always looked up to her almost as a second mom figure to me even though everybody claims that we look identical. <laughs> me too. Rasa is a mom of two kids while being a successful businesswoman. After graduating college with a business degree, she went to work as a recruiter for an agency. After working for a few companies, she learned the ins and outs of recruiting and decided to open her own staffing agency that she decided to call Peepable. Yes, so if you guys don't know how recruiting agencies work, I definitely didn't before, their job is to find people jobs. So usually a company reaches out and lets a recruiter know that they're looking to find this many people to fill these certain roles, and then a recruiter goes out, finds those people, interviews them, and makes sure that they're the best candidates for that specific position. Rasa is a true example of following your passion and an example of if you do what you love, you'll end up succeeding. She was able to take a risk and start her very own successful recruiting agency while raising two toddlers and she never lets anything get in her way. Yes, I cannot wait for you guys to meet my sister and hear her advice and story on following your true calling. So let's get her in here. So hi Rasa, we're so so excited to yes, have you. So happy. Um, I wanted to start off this podcast with letting everybody know the story of how you manifested me into being born. So do you want to share that a little bit? <laughs> okay, so as you guys know, uh, Badez is my sister and everything started when we, like, me and Gvides were growing, and I just thought, like, it's, I really need some, like, I really want some, to have, like, a, a, um, a sister, like, a little sister, uh-huh. and I asked for, like, my mom and dad, um, dad, like, when I was a little kid, dad, dad, mommy, mommy, can I have a sister, please, can I have a sister, and they said, like, oh, <laughs> no, ask, you, okay, okay, you can just ask God, because they were not planning any kids at uh-huh. all, more, and I, was, I, and I just thought, okay, if they tell me that to ask God, I should ask. And I just asked for God every evening, sincerely. She prayed. Yeah, she prayed, and I prayed every evening. Every That's evening. So cool. And our prayer was like, um, we prayed with my brother, Gvidas, together. And I prayed, oh God, please give me a sister. And uh, Gvidas should, like, she, he had to repeat after me. And he said, like, oh, God, give me a brother. And I was like, no, God, give me a sister. <laughs> so that's how me and my little brother have And then manifested. how excited were you when you found out? I was not, like, sure for, like, 400% until um, Bata's birth, birth, real birth. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, one time, like, one Sunday morning, we woke up. And there were no parents at home at all. And we were, like, kids. I don't remember how much, like, maybe six years old or something like that. And I was like, where am my father? Like, where is my mom? And they just called me then in the morning and said, like, congratulations, you have a sister. And I was like, yay, God, you are too much. I didn't believe when my mom was pregnant until the one day they woke up <laughs> and I wasn't there. That's so cool. That's crazy. So, well, thank you for 
manifesting yes. me into this life because without me, <laughs> I wouldn't get to experience this. I wouldn't even know what life is like. <laughs> it's yes. crazy. So, Rasa, I know we grew up in a pretty big family. It's me, my dad, our, like me, my mom, dad, and so we have three other siblings. So, what was it like growing up in a big family? It was really fun. It was like a like mini kindergarten <laughs> with a lot of fun. And as I was the oldest um, sibling in the family, so it was really fun. Like, I really like, mm-hmm. can't imagine my life, like, being, like, being, growing up, like, alone. Because, like, mm-hmm. we learned to share a lot, like, all the things, all the toys we had. It was like a very, very good experience that I have, and I really love that we have a big family. Mm-hmm. So, being the oldest, did you feel like you were kind of responsible for everyone and had to take on the lead? Well, there was some kind of like a little pressure, you know, like when you sometimes just like think in the evenings that oh my gosh, like my, like my behavior determines their might determine their future, and I was kind of like a bit shocked sometimes but it's not like when you know you know like when you live your life and you just follow the god principle god principles and just follow your heart you just try to do what's best in life and try to lead by example but i don't know if they will take my example or not so just like you know i'm 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 the human i'm learning i make mistakes so they will have to learn their own way yeah, you're right. I mean, I never really thought about that. Like, me growing up as a middle child, and you're the youngest one, too. Mm-hmm. We never think about, like, having to lead with an example and, like, knowing that your actions might determine your younger sister, sibling's actions. So, I definitely always looked up to you as, like, my inspiration and as almost, like, my second mom figure. So, I think you did pretty great. <laughs> so I remember, like, of- yeah. Sorry, I just I just remember when my like my when you were a little girl, and my mom like our mom told me like Bata you shouldn't do that why did you do that and Bata answered like Rasa told me to do that I was like <laughs> <laughs> an excuse so and then funny. you're in trouble. So yeah. growing up, growing up, what were your career aspirations? Um, probably my dad. Because he, like, from the early childhood, as I remember, he was, like, a business owner. He had, like, uh, multiple ideas that he gathered and worked hard, worked really hard on that. So I would, like, mention him as my main inspiration. Oh, inspiration. Okay, what about, like, aspiration as in, like, what did you think when you were growing up? Like, what did you want to be when you grow up? Well, I had, like, uh, first of all, I wanted to, like, to associate my life with helping dogs. Maybe, like, I don't know. (laughs) You guys dogs. Dog people. Dog walker. Yeah, dog walker or something like Mm -hmm. that. Because, like, when I draw, like, yeah, in in, in school, when they ask, like, what did you want to do when you grow up? And, I like, every time I draw me and the dog beside me, so... (laughs) definitely dogs were involved in that like future timing so how did it change like when you were growing up well it changed quite a bit well I had a dog for 30 and a half years so my dream came true but I have not associated my life with the dogs 
like helping the dogs directly. Um, so that's how it changed. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you feel when you found out that your whole family was moving to America? Well, at first it was a little bit frustrating, you know, because um, we haven't found that like very quickly because when you uh, when they won a green lottery card, um, they had to wait for at least one year just to have like interview in the U.S. embassy. And after that year, after the interview, they only knew for sure, like knew for sure that they will go to America, that they are able to come mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. America. So it was like kind of frustrating that time before the interview come. And when they like uh, went to that interview and they found out they are illegable to enter USC, uh, it was like, then I, like, I dated a guy, a wonderful guy who's now my husband. And then I just felt like my heart was tearing in two different ways because I really Aww. loved my family and I loved that guy who was <laughs> who is now my husband. And I was like, oh no, what should I do? What should I choose? Like, you know, it was like a lot of fr- frustration and like just felt like my heart is tearing apart like in two different ways. So what did you obviously end up choosing? Of course, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't left my family too. Like my brothers, sisters, we're still meeting, FaceTiming, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not about choosing. It's just like going that direction or that directions. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, did you? I'm guessing you went on to college, correct? I think she was in college. Before you were in we college. Moved. Yes. Okay. So what did you study in college, and you know how did you decide that? That's what you wanted to study. Uh, after the 12th grade, actually, I didn't know what to study. And business administration, like, I, like first of all, I was, like, I was thinking about going to de- interior design or, like, um, clothing design things, something like that related with the fashion. And I didn't uh, know that. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but I was not, like... I'm not like I'm like more result oriented person, like more people person than like art and creative type of person, and I was mm-hmm. just didn't felt like the way. So business administration field was mm, kind of like a broad field for me. You study marketing, you know, study financial finances, you uh-huh. study like human resources, and when you study like multiple fields, you can then after like find the the field that you are mostly interested in, and then go on. With that field so mm-hmm. uh, actually in my university I found that human resources is my life goal and okay. the thing that so interests then what was me your, the most yeah what was your first job straight out of college well I, uh, in Lithuania like first of all I went um, to Birmingham U- U- uh, UK to have my yeah, internship the there Oh, yeah, to, to have my internship there. And I had internship in recruitment agency, Balfour Recruitment LTD. Um, and when I came back after the internship, I finished my, finished my university. And then I just got a job in the local Ames International Lithuania company. They're recruit, like recruitment and headhunting agency in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Recruitment oh. and headhunting. That's yeah. really cool. So what exactly, what did you do day to day in your job? Um... Like, 
there were like multiple tasks that I was like actually I was learning a lot because like recruitment really caught my attention and there I found out like I had a mentor there who like um who helped me during the process during the learning process like I learned them there a lot but there were like multiple tasks like from screening candidates to interviewing candidates everything was new to me and i was like oh my gosh this is so interesting that's my thing you know so you liked it right away your first job you loved yes yes wow I, actually that's i awesome. chose yeah, i chose my first job because i love recruitment and i love recruitment from like i i want like i wanted to work in like human resources field Mm-hmm. And I love I started loving recruitment and HR field from my university because I had a like very good let's say teacher who yeah, installed yeah. Professor? Value, yeah professor who installed a lot of like knowledge and she, like her her sessions were very interesting for me I was like <laughs> my jaw dropped when she started the, the sessions and it was really like really aspiring uh, professor Raimonda Londorina. Oh, that's so cool. So how how many companies I, I I know you worked for a recruitment company, but not just one. You worked for a few, right? How many companies did you work for until you realized that you're going to quit? For I guess it was like three companies because after recruitment agency, I moved to the pharmacy change. There I also work in administration field as um HR or recruitment there were like a lot of headhunting projects working with the pharmacy chains and like um a little bit like i would say like narrow, narrow industry because like mm-hmm. headhunting like projects there are a little bit like different it's like more related with IT something like that uh-huh okay so, so and then what i just influence you to start your own business when uh, i think i just like reached a glass ceiling in the market and i just found out like i have two different ways actually like when i went on maternity leave i started freelancing freelancing as a recruiter in one like kind of like huge telecommunication company um named Ruptela and uh, there i just like felt that freedom um that comes with a freelancing job felt that and working res- for yourself yeah and felt that responsibility for my own results and felt like I'm my own boss and I don't have like to reply or like I'm just like kind of responsible for my own results and that drove me crazy like I was very like into that uh so when I like started freelancing um um I finished it like for some time and then I just went to back to my pharmacy chain and there like I just saw that like the values my values in life and the company values are totally different. Um mm-hmm. during maternity leave I also worked in another recruitment agency that like that are mostly focusing on IT recruitment like IT headhunting positions. Mhm. And there I also learned that <laughs> I, I like I can gather the same amount of like uh, service quality <laughs> with a little bit like less price than they get and I just like why I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember actually Offering. I remember 
I remember you telling me that one time we were FaceTiming, and one of the things that she told me that what what you told me that what influenced you to start your own business is that you realized that they're making so much money from like recruit recruitment and that you're getting such a little small chunk from it and you realize that wait a second I can be doing this and I can be making all this money so yeah if yeah, they can I, do it why can't I do it yeah the, the, I had like um not an interview but just like um in conversation with my manager that in that recruiting company that focuses on IT recruitment he was showing me like the how, that how many amount of bonuses you can earn like it was like at least 2,000 euro, like, bo- just bonuses monthly that you can earn if you play some candidates. I don't remember the amount of candidates, but it was, like, I don't remember the percentage. Maybe it was, like, 10%. Uh-huh. So it was, like, 2,000 euro bonuses. And on the other side, there were, like, numbers how much that girl who recruited those people earned to the company. And I just saw like, <laughs> I saw those numbers that she made for the company. And he, like the manager told me, look, like how much bonuses you can earn. It's just the bonuses. It's not like you also get like a fixed sum. But I just like told him, look, but how much money did she earn you? And he was yeah. like, no, you can't look at this figure, these figures. You have to look at that figure. I was like, no. <laughs> so she, after she saw those figures and noticed how much they're making, she was like, wait a second, I'm starting my own business, right? Yeah, because like I, I started feeling there that I was like, like, I'm like one of, I was actually one of the top performer in recruiter there. And I, I really gained like quickly IT sphere, like I just like an knowledge in there. And I was like, I was like, I was good in that. And I was like, why can't I do it on my own? They would mm-hmm. not such clients as they have, but like with the different clients, as this yeah. is my passion. Like, why should I st- like, you know, like why should I not start my own something on my own? Right. So, can you go into a little bit um, of the background behind your business? Maybe what's it called and how is it born? How did you even start it from the beginning? Um. Yeah. Actually, so my business started like. Uh, we had and actually have right now like Euro- European Union funds for people who are under 30 years old they can have like they can have the opportunity um, to start their own business and get amount from like some kind of like amount of money from European Union to to buy things they need for their business for example computer laptop I don't know like desks chairs <laughs> starting like every equipment you need for your job and I was like I came back from my maternity leave to the pharmacy chain and when I felt like that the values my values and the company values are totally different and they do not match I don't belong to that company anymore uh, I really Uh needed to make that decision it was a little bit hard because you uh, in order to get those funds, you'll have to make, um, to write some kind of like, I don't know, not, not the thesis, but some kind of like project and you have to, uh, make it's market It's almost like research. a scholarship, right? It's almost like a scholarship, it's not like a, a grant. Scho- no, it's so not it's like, like a scholarship. Get- it's not like, oh. like an essay. It's like, you have to, uh, make market research. You have to tell like 
what kind of equip equipment you need to buy and why do you need to buy like why do you think your services like to compare your services your future company services with a competitor service how know how well do you know the competitors market yeah so this was like is it from the government uh, um what do you mean like who is giving you the money? The government? European you Union. European Union. Oh, European Union? Yes. Okay, and how much money were they? It's like they a, give? Yeah, it, they actually, I don't know, like, right now, how much did they give, but I received about 11 grants. Okay. okay. Just because she asked, you know? No, I just Which didn't ask. You have, like, they're like, that time, like, when I wrote that, um, let's say, project like to getting grant. those grants, um it was like that time was a kind of frustrating because you have to leave your job you have to be unemployed in able like wow. in order in order to proceed with that grant mm -hmm. and in that time I was i was like 29 years old and uh, yeah i quit the company in november and on next year's february 23 i was like 30 and I, if i'm 30 i'm not eligible Oh, like brand wow. like applicable yes. for the uh -huh. so i have so like a few have to months take, like a big risk yes knowing that you have faith in your idea yes we have to like to get like to to have like a really really big fashion but I, what i really really knew that i really love what i'm doing uh-huh so the thing that i would like to know like a little bit more is like tell a little bit more is that Mm, there was the God really like um, showed me because I was not like very um, con like I was not it was a frustrating time I didn't know if that was my path uh huh so tell us about Peepable what is it what do you do and what services do you offer yes yeah, so um, Peepable is recruitment and temporary employment agency so we offer recruiting, uh -huh. recruitment services, headhunting services for manage, managerial roles, IT roles, and temporary employment services for, um, for, for companies that are looking, like, let's say, um, temporary positions. Uh-huh. So how does, I know, I know I learned that from you, but can you explain to people, how does it work like in recruitment? How do you make money from recruitment? Because mm. I think that's really interesting. It depends and it depends on the project. If it's like recruitment services, um, you make money from, from the services you offer. So you just like offer for the company to find the best possible candidate according to their requirements. Mm -hmm. But it's like, um, it's like uh, working like mutual ways because you have to find not only the company, not only the person who matches the requirements for the company, but you have to also find that this company matches the candidate's requirements for the company. So it's like uh -huh. working two sides to find perfect matches in, in mutual way, like both ways. And from, what I know, uh -huh. and from what I know, you get a little bit of a cut of their what they're earning right so you're no they're working no their salary is not like associated with my company pays me for the services when it's oh, recruitment okay. when it's temporary employment um when it's temporary employment we just agree with the company some kind of like fixed amount per hour that i get when employing the person but i'm employing the person in my own company i'm paying the salary for the person first 
and then I receive like a little, 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 very little amount of the hourly Over. rate. Yeah, it's oh, like a little, cool. little. So you directly pay the yes. worker. I do employ oh. people directly into my company, but it's like a temporary employment service. Okay. It's not hmm. a recruitment That's service. Recruitment so service is the... when. Go ahead. Yeah, recruitment service is when the company like pays you to find the candidate for their own company, so they employ the candidate directly to their company. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are some of the major benefits um, working for yourself? Mm, oh, sorry, like the like pluses or minuses. Like pluses, pluses. like benefits. Pluses. Yeah. So you get like the freedom. Mm-hmm. You don't have the glass ceiling because like you all you you set the glass ceiling for yourself or you have like set not the glass ceiling but like let's say the future plans. Uh-huh. You can earn however growth. much you want, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the thing. You get the freedom, you have responsibility for your own results. And what is more, like you work, you do the job that you really love. Yes, yeah, that's yes. awesome. Now, what are, coming off of that, what are, what would you say are some challenges? Like, what is difficult about being your own boss and working, running your own company? Um, I think the most challenge that I faced was at the beginning, before starting um, the company. Uh, it was an uncertainty. Because, yeah, like, uncertainty. Wow. Uncertainty, because you don't know how will this end. First of all, I didn't even know if this is my path or not and I like I remember like one evening I prayed for God and I was like God show me the sign if this is really like the path you need I need like you you think that this is my path or setting up my uh-huh. recruitment agency will I be able to do that and I just like uh, stopped my car I was driving and I just stopped and I thought I just saw in front of me the the like the yellow BMV car with the uh-huh. numbers that like says you plate? can and it was like the you not can. the numbers like not the usual numbers that company kill but it was like you can i was like oh my god that was like there like i never saw the car that had numbers the regist- registration numbers that says uh-huh. you can so it Just was like a sign words. from god it was like definitely the sign from god that this is my path and i will be able to do that Mm-hmm. And after that, like one week, but, but that sign came before I knew if I will receive the funds or not. And after one week, I got the reply that I got the funds. <laughs> That's cool. That like gave me chills. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that was definitely a miracle. So what is the difference between working for yourself and, you know, working for the past companies that you've worked for? Um, when you work for yourself, you're your own boss. You're responsible for your own results. You are, let's say, a leader. Um, you have like much more responsibilities because you're responsible for your own results. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So pr- maybe that's the, the biggest difference. The, yeah. I remember one time you also mentioned something, and I remember we talked about it on our previous podcast with Natalie Barbu, is that once you work for yourself, you never stop working. When you work for a company, you work a certain amount of hours, and you come home and you relax. When you're working for yourself, you're always working. Is that true in your situation? 
Well, I cannot tell you like this that that's like that's the same for me. Like sure, like there's like a different level of responsibility. But as I am a perfectionist, everything I do, it doesn't really matter if I work for the the other company. I just try to do my best, whatever I work. But when you work in your own business, you get more motivations, more motivation mm-hmm. to do like a little bit extra, to push a little bit forward, you know, like. Yeah, because like yeah. your money like, depends on it and your, it's your baby. Yeah, and you love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not not only about the money, but you, when you have like the passion and when you really, when you like, you know, like if you think only about the money, you will not, I don't think that you will succeed in your future. Like money is not everything. Well, you have to, first of all, you have to, to think and find the passion. What do yeah. you really love doing in life? Mm-hmm. Because like companies like, or people can pay you like a lot of money for the work you hate doing and you won't be happy doing it. Yeah. So would you say you're really, I mean, it, from what it sounds like, it sounds like you're really happy. Yeah, what you're doing. I'm happy little, because like, business. I love, I love my job. I love the recruiting. I love meeting like multiple people. I love finding those matches in both ways. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. I didn't think about it like that. Like it's finding the match. You know, for yes. the perfect job and the perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. Now, transitioning from that, I know that you were, you started this business while you were on your maternity leave, while you were, you know, you're, you were having your children and while you were raising them. And you're still, you still have pretty young children that are my niece and nephew. And so we kind of want to talk about a little bit about you being a mom and being a businesswoman and being a mom. Those are like the two hardest things in the world. And you're doing both of those things. So did you always know that you wanted to be a young mom? Because I'd say you're a young mom. Yeah. Well, I never thought, actually, I never thought about that before. But, like, I just knew that I wanted, like, um, to find the perfect, uh, first of all, to find the perfect husband. Like, for me, I'm, like, the person who who I can trust and be with. And I managed to do that. And I never thought about, like, if I really want to be, like, a young mom or old mom. So it didn't really bother me that much. But it just happened. And I'm very happy about that because I cannot imagine my life without my kids. Mm-hmm. Right so is it difficult, uh, you know, having kids, having to take care of them along with owning your own business? Or, I mean... Do you love it and thrive in it? <laughs> or is it difficult? Well, you know, like, um, um, to be honest, I think it's like when I started my own business, my kids were not as little. So, like, um, it was a hard at first, like, um, being a mom, like, like, let's say, like, two years when they're born and up, up to two years of age when uh-huh. they're up to two years of age because like there are a lot of changes going on there are a lot of like starting from like potty training ending to like feeding them first of all feeding them and they start eating like and now they're like more well they're like more responsible and they can like manage doing on <laughs> your own I'm not like you know, like, they're not as as little as they used to uh-huh. be. Like, I don't have to feed them. 
and I have to like so uh, it, this is a little bit like easier in my business started when they were not as young like how old so, were they so my company is like now um, almost three years old so Ariel is almost eight so it was like Ariel was five years old I guess or nearly five years old and Aris was three so it was not right, like so five and yeah, three-year-old three. so that's still i'd say that's still like you know they're like still toddlers and crazy kids and like um i was it like not difficult because i can't imagine having like two toddlers like, right, and right, having right. to be a businesswoman especially when your husband's a business owner himself yeah but my husband's business is like um they're like a little bit like different uh, work schedules because he starts usually starts his work from like 12 till like let's say 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. and my um, my work shell starts from 8 so we can still manage you know okay that's awesome yes um so what are your career goals in the next five years for people so like what are your goal not career goals but just your goals for your business where do you see it in five years? I see it um, as one of the largest, not one of the largest, let's say the largest company in Lithuania uh, uh-huh. in recruitment and temporary employment industry. That's awesome. Are you hoping to have, like, do you currently have employees working for yes, you? Yes, I do have. That's awesome. So what are some of the things you hope to accomplish outside of your company in the next five years um i'm planning this year to take my master's degree i'm also dreaming about doctoral studies but first of all i have to study masters and then dream about doctoral studies but i want to just upgrade my knowledge like more and more in recruitment because this is the thing that i'm mostly interested in i do feel like i'm like kind of professional that field but still like there are a lot of things to learn a lot of things to explore still studying getting my master's and after that doctoral studies would be like on my list definitely that's awesome continuous learning (laughs) i like that true that's awesome well i believe those are all the questions that we have for today um, where can people find you? So even if people are in Lithuania or if people just have questions on recruitment or how to get into that business and that whole field, can people reach out to you? Where can people connect with you? Well, all my contacts are listed in my in People webpage. So it's www.people.lt or they can just message me directly to my Facebook account. It's like Rasalam Butiana. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rasa. Yes, thank I'm you. I'm so honored thank to you. have a sister like you. Yay! So I'm super excited that I got to introduce you guys to my sister. It's really cool to hear her explain her life path from her perspective because growing up, I always thought I knew her and what she did, but now I feel like I truly understand that she truly chose the right path for herself by going into recruiting. Mm-hmm. And I really love how she explained that you know, it didn't, it didn't matter that she was taking a risk and decided to quit her job because she knew that because she was going into something she was so passionate about 
that in the end it, it was going to work out and I feel like honestly that's what our whole podcast is about it's about taking risk and yes. knowing that as long as you're following your passion and your that, heart mm-hmm. that it'll work out in the end absolutely yeah I definitely agree I feel like yeah. it really motivated me and you know because you always hear about people like doing what they love but it's like knowing that it's like your own family and you're like okay she took a risk and she's fine like you mm-hmm. can do that too absolutely like you said so if you guys have any questions about recruiting or would like to check out Rasa or her company, Peepable, you can connect with her on www.peepable.lt, which is www.peopable.lt. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and yes. we cannot wait to see you guys again next Tuesday on, on Sip Adventure. Adventure.